Liberal MPs shut down Pierre Polyev's motion to ban all bonuses for CBC executives. Meanwhile, a Conservative MP was kicked out of the House of Commons after he called Prime Minister Justin Trudeau a liar. The cost of baby formula in Canada continues to rise as supply becomes more scarce. Hello Canada, it's Thursday, December 7th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Lindsay Shepard. And I'm Isaac Lamoureux. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev's motion to ban all bonuses for CBC executives after the state broadcaster's president, Catherine Tate, confirmed the Crown Corporation would lay off 10% of its workforce was foiled by the Liberals in the House of Commons on Tuesday. Polyev, who attempted to introduce the motion to the floor, was shouted down by the Liberals, in turn preventing the motion's consideration. According to parliamentary procedure, motions presented in this way require the unanimous consent of the House, which the motion did not receive given the governing Liberals' opposition. Mr. Speaker, I think if you seek it, you will find unanimous consent for the following motion. Given that the CBC announced it is cutting 600 jobs... And 250 of these jobs. Hearing a number, I'm already hearing a number of no's. I'm already hearing a number of. We've, 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 we've run, we've changed a little bit on when we hear a number of no's and we, we just move on to the next item. So that the honourable member, the honourable, the honourable leader of the official opposition. I, there must be a misunderstanding because surely the Liberals don't want to give bonuses to citizens. I can't hear anything, so I wouldn't know if it was. I wouldn't know it was debate because I can't hear him. Of the, the honourable leader working for it while giving bonuses to the executives. Like, okay. really, that's not what they're. Oh, it is. That is what they're calling for. What a shame, Mr. Speaker. What a terrible shame. Thank you. Despite CBC being one of the main beneficiaries of a 100 million dollar deal negotiated with Google by the federal government in compliance with the Online News Act. The state broadcaster confirmed approximately 600 to 700 jobs were on the line to mitigate financial challenges. As per a recent report by the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, it was discovered that taxpayers were on the hook for $16 million in bonuses for up to 1,142 full-time employees at the public broadcaster. Isaac, we hear a lot about how the next election will be about the carbon tax, but could funding the CBC be a ballot question for many voters? It's clear the Conservatives and the Liberals have very differing views on this matter. Yeah, Lindsay, I think the next election will be about various things. But one thing that I think Polyevre will focus on is cost of living. Obviously, the carbon tax affects cost of living. So too does housing policies, which Polyevre focuses on quite a bit. But funding the CBC, while not exactly about the cost of living, is about how the government spends taxpayer dollars. You said taxpayers were on the hook for about $16 million in bonuses. Imagine what else that money could have been spent towards, and that's only a drop in the sand when you look at the entire amount of taxpayer dollars received by the CBC. Isaac, would any private media company be doling out bonuses when they're struggling with financial challenges? Is the CBC that poorly managed? 
I mean, it's crazy to think that a struggling company could be giving out bonuses, but you know the old saying that goes back to spoiled kids that waste their parents' money, it's easier to spend money that isn't yours. Obviously, the CBC is a state-funded network. You could argue that this means that they did not have to work as hard for their money as it was given to them by the government. It, it must be nice to have a company that operates at a loss but gets bailed out by the government. For example, I was looking at the CBC's annual report, which is public, and uh, their revenue was approximately $516 million, but their expenses were $1.9 billion. They received $1.271 billion in government funding. That means that even with the $1.27 billion in government funding, they still operated at a loss. Their net losses after taxes were just over $125 million. Do you know of any other companies, Lindsay, that can spend almost four times more than what they make and still stay afloat? Right. And put yourself in the position of maybe a junior or intern CBC producer or writer, someone with less seniority, and you lose your job right before Christmas. And then you find out that your supervisors and your bosses are getting tens of thousands of dollars in bonuses each, or who knows, maybe even hundreds of thousands for those who are higher up. So they're getting a bonus of, of what could have been a salary. And in 2020, we discovered that Catherine Tate, the CBC president, was actually living in a multi-million dollar property in Brooklyn, New York. And under CBC policy, she is required to live in Canada. And she did take up a second residence somewhere. But she was living the majority of the year in New York in that year to be with her husband, who was there in the U.S. So that's probably where the follow-up, isn't it? You know, is Catherine Tate, head of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, still based in New York? Conservative MP Damien Couric was kicked out of the House of Commons Wednesday after he called Prime Minister Justin Trudeau a liar. Couric, who represents the riding of Battle River Crowfoot, accused Trudeau and the Liberal caucus of lying after leveling the accusation that the Prime Minister met with the Senators over the weekend, pressuring them to scrap Bill C-234. Mr. Speaker, I know for a fact that farmers are asking that minister to axe the carbon tax. That PM promised that the Senate would be independent, but the actions this past week proved that that is a complete farce. We know he bullied his Senators. The PM himself was on the phone over the weekend telling them they had to gut Bill C-234. The Prime Minister lied and his minions continue to lie about the honorable member who got here at the same time I did knows full well that you can't use that word. I would say the honorable member should retract that and apologize. The honorable member Battle River Crowfoot. Mr. Speaker, I will not apologize to that prime minister when he continues to lie about the impact of the carbon tax and the so-called independence of the Senate. I'm asking the honorable member to apologize for the second time and retract that word. The Honourable Member knows full well you cannot use that word in this chamber. So this is the last, uh, this is the last opportunity. The Honourable Member of Battle River Crowfoot, will you be retracting that? It's the truth. It's the truth. I will not apologize to the Prime Minister, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Couric, would you mind leaving us today? The bill was initially introduced in February 2020 by Conservative MP Philip Lawrence and aimed to give farmers an exemption from the carbon tax levied on natural gas and propane used in farming operations. Farmers use these fuels when undertaking tasks like grain drying and to maintain the temperature of certain agricultural buildings. Initially, the bill was supported by all opposition parties and ascended to the Senate. 
where it was blocked after Senator Bernadette Clement brought forward a motion to adjourn the debate regarding the bill last week. Clement, who is part of a, quote, independent senators group, did so right before the bill's third and final reading. The motion to adjourn was backed by 29 senators, with 24 opposing and 37 abstaining. Lindsay, why, why wouldn't the government support this bill? It would have significantly lowered food prices for Canadians. Is this all about Trudeau's legacy and the carbon tax being a major part of his climate agenda? Well, Isaac, according to a report from the Parliamentary Budget Office, if this exemption was granted, it would have saved Canadian farmers an estimated $1 billion by 2030. But, you know, I'm not a fan of all these exemptions and carve-outs. Why not just scrap the whole scheme entirely? If you look at case studies in other countries, such as Sri Lanka, just a couple years ago, maybe not even, they tried to, you know, make their farming industry more clean. The president at the time actually wanted to move to 100% organic farming, um, and it totally backfired. There was mass hunger, starvation. People couldn't buy fuel. They were lining up overnight to get gas. There were riots. Um, it was a total disaster. And so, you know, moves to make farming clean, especially when we're a growing population. Trudeau is bringing over 1 million people to Canada a year. The real number is unknown because there are people who overstay their visas. But we do know the population is growing by over a million people a year and that it is driven, you know, 99% or 98% by immigration. Yet they want farmers to reduce their emissions. Uh, it's pretty nonsensical. Canadian parents are stuck between a rock and a hard place when faced with the rising cost and dwindling supply of baby formula. Ashley Otley, a 20-year-old mother from Chilliwack, BC, who is unable to produce enough breast milk following an emergency C-section, said that she has to have family members living in other parts of the country mail her formula. Her son Colt is only able to stomach the Similac formula, which has become ever more difficult to procure at grocery outlets like Walmart. Otley told CBC News, quote, At what point do you stop calling it a shortage because it's been so long? Supply chain shortages from U.S. manufacturers are being felt by families with infants across Canada, and with fewer supplies available, the price continues to rise. Between September 2022 and September 2023, the price of formula went up by over 20%, going from $31 per unit to over $38 per unit. According to Dalhousie University food policy researcher Sylvain Charlebois, infant formula has risen in price almost five times more than the average food product in a grocery store since March of 2022. Charlebois said that because fewer Canadians are having children, private companies may be less likely to invest in formula manufacturing. However, he suggested the Canada Royal Milk Plant as a potential solution. The plant, which is located in Kingston, Ontario, was part of a $332 million investment from a Chinese company, and it was supported by all three levels of government. And the plant is managed by executives from China and Canada. The initial objective of the plant was to export the vast majority of its output to China, but Charlebois thinks it may be possible to negotiate a deal with the Chinese partners to retain some of the formula for Canadian consumers. Isaac, what kind of country are we living in when baby formula isn't readily available to babies? Is Canada broken? You mentioned that fewer Canadians are having children. 
I saw an article written two months ago that Canada had had its fewest number of births in 17 years. There are obviously many reasons for this, and I don't know if you saw that in insane, and I don't use that word lightly, uh, article from CBC entitled, I got a vasectomy due to climate grief. Now I'm compelled to let go of my backup plan, the backup plan being frozen sperm. These birth strikers, uh, as they self-proclaim, have an entirely new way to virtue signal. And, and CBC celebrated them by showcasing their story. However, even for non-virtue signaling people, it's it's not only that they don't want to have kids, Lindsay, it's that they can't. I, I'd love to someday have kids, but I'm struggling to imagine a future where I'll be financially ready to do so. And now with supply shortage too, what is a parent who can't find baby formula or worse yet can't afford it supposed to do, Lindsay? Right. And I think that mother who was interviewed by the CBC had a great point. Like at what point is it not a shortage anymore? It's just the state of Canada, because it has been going for a long time. It was actually back in early 2022 that Abbott Nutrition shut down their plant in the U.S. that manufactures Similac because there were claims from a whistleblower employee that conditions were unsanitary. And then some parents alleged that Similac gave their children bacterial infections. So, you know, there's a criminal investigation. Um, The supply chain, I mean, you know, that's what people blame it on. They kind of bring it back to this whole Similac shutting down. Um, And yeah, since then, I mean, I had my son in 2019. And I don't remember formula ever being a problem. I did have to partially formula feed him because I was in a similar situation to the mother interviewed in CBC. I had a C-section. And yeah, I, I don't remember formula ever being a problem. You could go to any grocery store, any department store, well, not department store, but like Walmart, and you could find what you're looking for, the brand and the type, whether that's a powder or a a liquid that's ready to feed. I had my daughter in early 2022, and fortunately, I didn't have to formula feed her, but I still kept my eye on the situation, and the shelves were absolutely bare, and I still keep my eye on it just out of interest. And you just, you can't reliably find what you're looking for. And yes, it does matter sometimes the brand, because like this mother that was interviewed, um, sometimes your baby will only tolerate a certain brand. And it really is a strange dynamic to have a Chinese company operating in Canada that ships the formula made in Canada to China. And I'll be completely honest, I wouldn't really want to feed my baby something that is made by a Chinese company just because of past scandals that they've had with weird chemicals in their baby formula. But then while that's happening, we import most of our formula from the US. And for those who are familiar with the formula scene, they may have heard of the European brands, um, Hall and Hip. So the Swiss one is Hall, it's H-O-L-L-E. And then the German one is Hip, H-I-P-P. And these have a reputation for being better quality because, you know, they're they're European. <laughs> Europeans have really good food. And yet they're not sold in Canada. And I looked into Hall's website and they say they're waiting for Health Canada authorization. So why is it that, you know, we can't get these really high quality European formulas and instead we get, you know, a, a couple drips, you know, a, a couple like measly shipments of U.S. formulas and then our own plant sends formula to China. It's it's really strange. That's my rant. I was going to ask you quick, Lindsay, if you know why a Chinese company or invest in building a milk plant here just to 
export the products back to China. I, I don't really I don't really get why they would do that instead of just building it in China. I've never looked into it. I assume they like that it's a Canadian brand. Like maybe when it's in China, it's sold as, you know, Royal Canadian milk. And, you know, the Chinese consumers go crazy for it because they think it's a, a higher quality product. Just as, you know, me here in Canada, I'm a fan of European products because I'm under the impression that they're of higher quality and that their their food standards are, are higher. Um, but also that's just kind of how Canada operates, isn't it? We kind of let China take over here. We kind of just like serve them in a way. That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, Ratioed with Harrison Faulkner is up at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Bye for now.